When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, everybody? I'm going to initiate a call to action for everyone to donate $1.99 so that you can access the back catalog of the podcast as well as to help your podcast grow. I'm trying to grow the podcast and I want to do that with you guys and make it better and brighter and bring you more information. So if you want to access the back catalog and help support me as an artist, I appreciate you. And please donate at anchor.fm underneath Lockdown Universe. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. What up, y'all? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and paranormal lore. Welcome back. Welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing well and taking care of yourself. So today, I've got a really cool uh, near-death experience uh, from the man, from a man named Roger that occurred back in 1990. Again, this comes from the NDERF.org website, and uh, it occurred in Quebec. And just to give you a brief overview, um, this is particularly interesting because um he he try, he time travels he also is able to uh do a life review but not only that he's able to go to two other planets that are separate from earth that have living beings on them so that makes it worthwhile sticking around for so um in this particular instance i'll, I'll start at the beginning just kind of i won't give you more detail than you need but just kind of give you a little bit of background so where this happened was quebec city uh he was driving with a friend uh, in his car at a certain point, his friend was driving and she lost control of the car. That's when we got involved into a head-on collision with another vehicle. At that moment, I was projected from my body right away. So again, right, this is another instance where people aren't having to suffer at the end of life. They're able to project out before the time of impact. So he was able to project out of his body right away. And I was looking at my friend and my body inside the car. I noticed that there was a little fire inside the engine area, but nothing too severe. Both of us were not moving and appeared to be dead. Her spirit wasn't around me. It was hanging out around her body. I remember wanting to tell my parents and my friends about the accident at that moment and that my life was over and said goodbye, and immediately I was in front of them. It was now daytime and another day, too. I noticed I could travel in time. So this is interesting. He didn't, like travel from because this was this was 315 local time when they got into the accident he's saying that it was earlier so wait a minute oh it says 315 maybe this was at in the morning like 315 a.m it doesn't say a.m or p.m but since it has a zero in front of the three i'm going to assume they're using military time and assume this is a.m because he talks about the fact that it's daytime when he sees his family in another day on top of it so he time travels um, he states that, uh, he was looking for his parents and his friends, but neither one of them were able to hear him. So he went in front of his friends and family, but none of them could hear him. Obviously from that point on, I thought there was something else waiting for me instead of just visiting the living as I was dead. I just let myself go. 
in this case, and there was no tunnel, as I had remembered, right, from reading near-death experience stories in the past, uh, and I was even waiting for a tunnel, but none appeared. I went into a dark place with nothing around me, but I was scared. It was really peaceful there. And then I began to see my whole life unfold before me as if it was a film projected onto a screen from babyhood to adult life. It was so real. I was looking at myself, but better than a 3D movie. As I was I was capable of sensing the feelings of the persons I had interacted with throughout the years, I could feel the good and the bad emotions, and I made them, I made, oh, that I had made them go through. Sometimes these aren't uh, proofread before they're, they're published, but I'm trying to do my best here. Uh, I was also capable of seeing that the better I made them feel, the better the emotions they had uh, were because of me, and I would receive some credits in the form of karma, and that the bad events that I made happen would take some of it back, just like a bank account, there'd be deposits and withdrawals. But here, karma was more, the karma account was my knowledge, not so much a currency, but more so his karma. So the more points slash karma I got, it would give me permission to access a better area or a better place somewhere. It was the knowledge I had then. At the end of the film, the life presentation, everything went black for a while and almost like a real movie before they turn on the light. Uh, I then understood through this knowledge that I deserved a place in what we would call heaven. Uh, I felt a wonderful feeling of peace, which became stronger and stronger. Such a nice feeling. And in the darkness, I began to see a light in the distance in front of me. I was attracted to it. And I remember thinking that I could go away from it or even go back to earth. No way, I said to myself. <laughs> I came closer and closer to it. and The feeling uh, of great peace became so strong and so good. Um, and in real life, I'm the type of person that would like to see how things work. I like to get into the details. I didn't want to go too fast. I wanted to understand what was going on here. And then I got into orbit around the light. So he goes on to discuss how nice it felt. Um, and he realized that uh, the only thing that was preventing him from entering the light was that where the grudges that I kept towards a few people, I had to forgive them in order to purify myself from all negative thoughts uh, that I could have toward them. Now that I had permission to enter the light, I could almost touch it. I wanted to enter it, but I was holding back in order to see more details before entering the light. I remember also that I was at the bottom of the light cone, and after a certain time, I just let myself go. Bang! Just like an explosion of love. The feeling I had before getting into the light was great, but still a feeling I, could, I, could, I couldn't explain with human words. There's just no way. And it's pretty common with a lot of stories like this. Um... I was amazed that I could still think like I did on Earth. He's still the same person, just in a different form. Uh, and at that point, I started to laugh as I thought, how can I die as I'm already dead? So bring on all the love you can. Because I knew that the light or intelligence in it could understand me. So then he started to ask more questions. He started to have a dialogue between the two of them, uh, this intelligence and himself. His first question to the intelligence was, is there life elsewhere? 
Uh, and it came back a big yes. His second question, are there many planets that have a superior life form than we have on Earth? The answer is thousands of planets have higher evolution than you know on Earth. The third question was, are there many planets with a lower evolution than on Earth? And the response was, yes, thousands as well. The fourth question, this is probably one of the most important ones, can I see what it looks like on a planet with higher, a higher evolution? Yes, and here you are instantaneously. In an instant, I was on another planet. I was able to see my body there. I can't see my body in the light. So it sounds like he, they took him out of, the light, out of the light onto the planet in this like astral body. He states, I'm in the presence of people. I am able to talk to them. How great, I thought. They were amazed to see me in front of them. I was in some sort of city with flat ground. There were buildings with no windows nor doors, just like big boxes. They had a special way to enter them, but it wasn't very important for me to know. We weren't communicating with voice, but through our minds, telepathically. I was able to teach, oh, I was, <laughs> I was able to understand each word, uh, which was in French to him, uh, while they were talking, because remember, he was from Quebec. I know I was using another language with them as well. It was all done automatically. They asked me where I came from. They wanted to see in my mind the stars that I could see from my planet, and the result was perfect. They were, they were also asking me uh, where on earth I was born, uh, what was the area like, uh, what were the areas that I liked to see, what did I like to do on earth, and he told them about Quebec. They wanted to see in my mind what it looked like on a map of those areas. They asked me to show them if I wanted to, and he was able to. They asked me uh, where I was taking the energy to survive, meaning where was he obtaining the energy to survive. I knew right away they were talking about food in a strange, strange methodology. I told them about the plants that we eat on Earth, and then they said, are you also eating what used to be alive, meaning do we eat animals? And I said, yes. They told me we knew there were primitive civilizations, but not as bad as that. You gotta love that. It seems as though, you know, these higher evolved planets are basically vegetarian, right? They were really surprised that someone coming from such a primitive world could meet them on their own planet. I asked one, kind of, kind of the person in charge, where do you get your energy to survive? They said, we take it from the cosmic power as you do, but directly instead of going through natural interfaces as you do. So that's a little confusing and they don't expound upon that. So your guess is as good as mine. Do they, it sounds like they directly receive cosmic power. So maybe they're on a different dimension than we are when they're receiving like kind of like divine power or universal power. Um, the next question was, do you sometimes travel to other worlds? He's asking this higher evolved species. The same one said, yes, we do. And he showed him a ship, uh, almost like an airplane without wings. I asked him what kind of energy they use to travel so far. And they stated, we use a gravity generator to get almost unlimited speed. I talked about the problems that we had on Earth with great acceleration due to the gravity forces involved. And he said, our gravity generator affects the entire spaceship, including people on board. So there's no gravity force at all. 
uh, affecting the passengers or the crew. I remember, by the way, that, the, that physically speaking, they were shorter than us and they walked more slowly compared to us. Also, they didn't have any hair and they had a strange uniform that molded onto their skin as, a, as though it was part of it. It was hard to tell where it began and ended. They told me, we might go to your planet in the near future, but it's very far from here. I said, no problems, but be careful. I said goodbye and thanked them for their information, and I went away from them. And at night, I took the time to look at the stars. It was nothing like on Earth. There wasn't any moon either. The sky was beautiful, and there were lots of stars. Um, so he states that a few years later, uh, some local people in his area reported UFOs like a Concorde plane without wings, made no noise, uh, no sound in the air, and it was seen only a few feet from the ground and not moving for a while. So it was interesting that he, he thought maybe this was the same species coming to visit him uh, or visit the planet. Uh, he also was allowed to see a less evolved planet. Then he just simply thought it, and they brought him to a less evolved planet. There were some primitive cavemen full of hair chasing strange animals, big ones. I tried to communicate with them, but with no results. They couldn't see me or hear me. It wasn't, it wasn't too interesting there, and so I decided to go back into the light. I learned that while I was back, that we could not interfere with primitive worlds, as it's the main reason there's a great distance between planets to act as a buffer, preventing us from reaching their world, as it could be very dangerous to their evolution, since they, they have to go through their evolution themselves, as we need to ourselves. So in the next life, we humans may be incarnated to a more evolved planet because there's a minimum and maximum evolution permitted on Earth and every other planet. And past that point, most evolved and intelligent people on Earth will be less evolved and the most primitive person on a more advanced world. Uh, so they're, they're saying, like, once you evolve to a certain point, you'll go to another planet. He also asks, life, how long will it last on Earth? in human years as we calculate it now? And the answer was the year 3587. And he said, what would happen then? And they said, see for yourself. And so he, he states, I saw something really big, like a comet or an asteroid. Humans were still here on the planet at the time, and there was a total panic on Earth because scientists know that it's the end of all life on the planet. And because of that, they will not be able to see it long enough in advance to avoid it. It took some time to look, or he said, I took some time to look here and here and there in the nearest future. I wasn't able to bring back exact years nor time as it could affect what should happen in our own evolution. But he states, I know, as I told some people in my story after 1990, the year of the accident, that there was many conflicts involving the U.S. And I remember that it will start right in New York City a few years from 1990. So he states right when he came back from 1990, he knew something was going to happen in New York. He didn't have the exact dates and times, and then he came to realize after the fact that it was 9-11. And so he also states that he had some other information as well that he couldn't remember. Uh, but it is pretty fascinating that he came back with all of that information. Um, but he continues to say that because of, of the conflict with different countries 
There was less investment that happens with space research and NASA, so no one can see anything happening or approaching Earth, even though we just launched the, the James Webb Space Telescope, which is a fantastic telescope and can see deep into the universe. you think it'd be able to capture something, but, you know, who knows? I mean, 3487 is a long ways away. And I have heard that other remote viewers have talked about not being able to see past the year 3000, including Joseph McMonagall, which was the very first remote viewer and one of the very best the government's ever had. Um, he even states that in his books, so you can research that as well. Um, so, is it true? You know, will there, will there be a, a devastating blast in 3487? Well, we won't be here in these bodies anyway. <laughs> so maybe we'll be here in another body, but it won't be happening this time. So uh, he, he states that he continued to want more knowledge, but he, they, he wanted to come back to Earth. So they let him come back without continued information that would screw up the rest of his timeline. Um, what's interesting is, is that they, it looks like they both came back into their bodies. Uh, it's here that he made his friend realize that they weren't using speech, but they were using telepathy. So he was able to use telepathy with his friend. Uh, he began to talk and he realized that I, I began to talk and I was using her expressions and vocabulary while conversing, but that this was taking way too long and we returned to our new way of communicating so much faster and with feelings also. She was explaining to me that she would be staying in the light and that her time on earth was over. Oh, okay. Okay. So she didn't come back. She knew that I, however, was returning to earth and would never forget this experience as it was so much better than what we had known physically. The feelings of love were growing weaker and weaker, and I could now see the wider scope of everything on earth, wars, greed, anger, racism, etc. As I was getting closer and closer, I was very much saddened by it all. Suddenly I was back in the car with flames leaping all around. I turned and saw my friend's body and knew beyond a doubt that she no longer inhabited it. The light gave me just enough time to exit the vehicle before flames would reach me. An autopsy was performed on my friend and it was concluded that she died before the flames got to her. My healing process was nothing short of miraculous. Despite my many broken bones, the attending physician was stupefied by my progress. I have returned within a, I, I have returned with a few paranormal talents and some gifts. So that's the end of the story. So there's a lot to it. He was able to see into the future. He was able also able to talk to his friend before she passed. He was able to see or get information about the end of life on Earth. Apparently 3587. Sorry, I think I said 34 on the page. It says 3587. Um, and he was also able to go to a couple different worlds. Pretty cool stuff there. Um, and, you know, again, he talks about, you know, kind of being able to have that um, near-death experience life review that many people have. It You know, it seems like he had, like, the near-death experience that most people have, and then his just went to, like, the extreme, right? He got, to, he got, he got, like, you know, the appetizer, and he got like seven courses afterwards. Meanwhile, most people that experience the near-death experience, they only get the appetizer, getting to see maybe a friend or family, and they say it's your time to go back. Or maybe they get a life review, and then they get told they have to go back. But he got like 
basically anything he wanted to. Um, I mean, way more knowledge than a lot of near-death experiences. And again, this is fairly short, and he states it's very condensed. So he got a lot more information than this, and there's a lot of Q&A afterwards. Um, so if you're interested, you know, you can go to the NDERF website, uh, nderf.org, and type in Roger C. NDE for near-death experience, but it's Roger C. who's who the person uh, having the experience is. So if you want to take a look at some of the Q&A stuff, there's even more information in there. Um, so, but he kind of copies and pastes the vast majority of it from, from earlier. But you can take a look at it and see if there's anything that you like. So what do you think about this, pod, uh, this well, the podcast and the story? It's very interesting. It's definitely unique. I mean, I've been researching near-death experiences for decades, and this is definitely one of the more in-depth, uh, well-written uh, stories. It gives us a lot of detail, um, and I haven't heard of very many that have gone to other planets. I mean, that's very unique. So I wanted to share that one with you because there's thousands of near-death experiences, probably, mil- you know, definitely millions of near-death experiences, but there's thousands on this page. There's millions all around the world, so it's nice to be able to kind of have, you know, a few podcasts to pick out the good ones and present them to you. So that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to pick out the good ones. I'm not giving you guys any that are just going to have, like, a near-death experience, life review, and beat over. I want you guys to have something that's really something to think about, you know. And anybody who listens to this podcast has probably heard near-death experiences before, and, you know, you, you know what they're about. So um, I'll try to just bring you guys uh, the very best, uh, or at least something that has a good nugget of information in it that's, that may be different from the common ones that we see. Uh, so there's a lot here. Check it out. See what you think. Leave a comment in the comment section. I will open it up this time right away. Um, the other ones are opened, so I apologize for not opening up the communications rooms. Um, on anchor.fm right away, but this one will be open and the previous podcast ones will be open. So go ahead and check those out too. Leave a comment. Love to hear what you guys have to say. Uh, I posted some stuff, um, one of the near-death experience stories on the Lockdown Universe page on Facebook. Um, Haven't been super active on TikTok lately. I've been super busy um, at home and work and everything. So trying to get these out as much as I can. Hopefully you guys are enjoying them. I'm going to try to pull up a couple more here today so that I can uh, give you guys a couple more more uh, podcasts and hopefully you're enjoying them. So take care of yourselves this weekend. Enjoy another weekend's wrapping up. Follow through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams. You know, do something fun. Take some time out for you. Don't feel guilty. You know, I mean, I think a lot of us, we feel guilty if we take our own time to do something that we enjoy, especially as a parent or maybe a grandparent, but you got to take time for yourself. Make sure you do that. Um, and take care of your physical, spiritual, and emotional health. Get out and get a walk. Pray, meditate. Be around people that you love. Do something that you love. And as always, continue to question the universe around you. Till next time, guys, take care. Lockdown Universe out.